You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday. December the 17th, 2020, I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Lucas Smith, thanks for tuning in today and every day you tune in. The um, interaction on both social medias, especially Instagram, has been up recently, so much appreciated with that. Again, bear with me as, you know, this is finals week. I take my last final today, um, so things have been a little bit delayed a couple times here and there, but I appreciate you bearing with me here as we... uh, navigate this this uh, time period for, for me with, with finals and everything, but hoping to still punch out some content here. Um, this week will be my last week. I'm going to confirm this with my bosses, um, but I believe what we're doing as a network from now on with MLB is we're going to three shows a week uh, until Pitchers and Catchers report. And I'll be sure to communicate that. I'm still going to be active on Twitter and everything uh, like like that, and still be paying attention. I'm not I'm not just paying attention three days a week, um, but just in terms of content, I'm uh, only going to be pumping out three, three shows a week, but I'll keep you updated on that uh, as we need to to stay updated on it. But today on the show, uh, I announced it yesterday, um, and it was actually uh, a fun little thing I noticed on MB.com later that Ann Rogers had also posted an article about this topic, um, the Cardinals rotation in 2021, which is which is an interesting topic to discuss because as I've talked about a lot on this show, the Cardinals pitching was a huge ginormous, remarkable strength in 2020, and really it has been for a long while now. Um, but there there are still question marks around it. Not necessarily a question mark. There are question marks in terms of talent when you look at somebody like a Carlos Martinez. But there are more so question marks around, okay, who are you going to start? And let, let for this show, I will discuss kind of interchangeably, if you will, if Adam Wainwright is or is not a part of this team in 2021. But if he isn't, then what you're doing is you're losing a, a leader on the team, but also a leader in stats. Uh, because he did lead the team, including the postseason, he, he led the team with 69 innings pitched. Um, so, I mean, he, he ate up innings, and I, I talked about that a lot. Um, in, in season, even immediately after when I was doing my uh, um, positional breakdowns and things like that, but so, if if you lose him, you're losing some innings, and I I get it. You know, you might say, "Oh, well, Luke is going to get a year older, so his innings won't won't be as high and everything like that." And I, I understand that argument; that's fine. But regardless, you're losing something. You're losing innings. You're losing a, a second coach. You're losing outs. You you aren't losing innings because you're you're not going to get them from him. You're going to have to find them from somewhere else. And I don't care if Adam Wainwright's 39, 40, 45 years old. He has shown me that he can still get outs right now. You know, it, it might not be at the rate he was getting them, say, back in 2013 or 15. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, not trying to, to dream unrealistically here. But he has shown he can still get, get outs. He has shown he can go the distance in certain games, like he did against Cleveland. Uh, he, he can go six, seven innings, couple starts in a row. Yes, he had his blow-up starts. He, he didn't finish the year as strong as he started the year. I get it. That, that That's fine. Those are all valid arguments. But the bottom, bottom line is Adam Wainwright got outs this year. And if, it, you know... Again, I, I'm big on looking at the whole perspective and looking at it from all angles, but if you take away the legacy angle or the angle that you know says just resign him for the fact that he's Adam Wainwright, then you're looking at a 39-year-old guy, <coughs> 
excuse me, then you're looking at a 39-year-old pitcher that can still get effective outs because he's changed how he's pitched. He, he doesn't throw 94-95 anymore. You know, he hasn't for a while, but he 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 just knows how to pitch. You know, that that might grind some people's gears because everybody at Major League level knows how to pitch, but he knows how to get outs when he doesn't have the flamethrower stuff. Got a good cutter, got a good sinker, got a good, great, not once in a generation maybe, but a one of the best curveballs in the game at any given point. So, again, I'm not trying to lose fact, uh, you know, lose sight of the fact that he is a legacy player and that that is extremely important. But I am trying to say that even if you take that out of the equation, you're still losing out if, if he leaves. So, you know, I talked about his contract a little bit on yesterday's show. I think it should sit somewhere between four and seven million, maybe with some incentives. Um, you know, with the incentives, you'd probably push it more towards three or four. He did make $5 million last year and pitched pretty well. So you're going to have to give him a raise of some kind. Um, but let's shift a little bit to Martinez. Cause I think Martinez is one of the bigger question marks we have. And I've talked about him a lot on this show. And, you know, when you're looking at Martinez, I think the easy response that I've used, especially is, Oh, the results aren't there. Well, the results aren't as bad as you'd think in 2020. He was bad. Yes. Uh, five games, five starts, 20 innings. Um, he had a FIP of 6.89, expected FIP of 5.21, a war of negative two. So, yes, not good. I, I understand that. Um, but when you're looking at his career and at, you know, a guy that has... He's been around a long time. He's been around since 2013, which is not something that I would really have expected. I feel like, he, you know, there are parts of me where he's, oh, he, he just broke on the scene a couple years ago, right? No, he, he's been around for for a while. And I think that, you know, the, the potential has been there and the results are good. You know, career, just under 15 war player, 58 wins, uh, 351 ERA, uh, career fit with three and a half, career whip of 1.29. So, you know, not terrible stuff, not terrible numbers. Career ERA plus of 114. Even in 2019, in 48 games in the bullpen, um, he had a ERA plus of 134, a whip of 1.17. So, I mean, th- he hasn't pitched below league average in looking at ERA plus since 2014. So his ERA plus has always been good. His lowest ERA plus, excluding 2020, going back to that 90 2014, has been 116 back in his All-Star campaign of 2017. But again, you have to look at the recent results with you know the the ERA of of nine point nine, and again that that's a lot of it as a blow up start. But you have to wonder can he can he give you consistent outs? Because with Martinez, I think that, and I'm guilty of this. Like, like I talked about, we think the results aren't there when they're not as bad as we think. They're better out of the bullpen. His numbers are better out of the bullpen. I don't think he has the mindset to be a closer. But the numbers are better out of the bullpen. But if he wants to start, in all honesty, I think he's earned at least the chance to start. At least the chance. And I've talked about, I know that, you know, maybe the Cardinals should let him go and that the the incident uh, with him almost getting arrested or participating in that gathering could have been the, the, the tilting point. But it, it's proven to not be the, the, the tilting point. Or the, the, the tilting point. The tipping point, excuse me. And you have a guy here that has pitched for the Cardinals for seven years, and he's been really struggling with injuries for, for three years. Because like I said, he was an all-star in 2017, and then in 2018, he was the first time he, he split roles really since 2014. Because in 18, he pitched in 33 games, 18 of them being starts. And then exclusively in the bullpen in 2019, 
and then exclusively as a starter in limited time here in 2020. So he's really been struggling with, with injuries for three years. And what, what kicked it off was really his, his shoulder. And that, 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 that's a concern. That, that is. Um, but I think Martinez definitely has earned the right. I think everybody that, when you're looking at the Cardinals rotation, has earned the right for a bid. It's just a matter of if they're going to get that. So I'll talk about some other guys coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to take a break for, for some great words from our incredible sponsors. Uh, but I'll come back in a, in a moment talking about some guys like Austin Gomber, Daniel Ponce de Leon, and, and, and some guys like that that you know might not get the attention they deserve but have really, really impressed over the last couple of years. So take a quick break and then back with more um, St. Louis Cardinals baseball talk here on Locked on Cardinals. So uh, before I get into to guys like Gomber and and, uh, and Ponce de Leon, I do want to, to tell you a little bit about a new Locked On show that's pr- that's promoted the last couple of days um, that that I talked about on on Wednesday's show that um, is called Locked On Bets. So when you're when you're betting on Cardinals on baseball or college football is big right now. When you're betting on that, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make you the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not a big sports betting guy, to be honest, but I, I'm getting into it now. Listen to the podcast, subscribe to it. I have my own account at betonline.ag, um, so head over there for any of you sports betting um Fanatics and, you know, college football fans, they got some good stuff on there right now as well. So I head over to Locked on Bets. But um, let, let's, let's get back into to, to some Cardinal baseball here, where when you're looking at you know, starting rotation, when you're looking at guys who made starts last year, you're looking at 10 guys. And, again, a lot of that was due to the pandemic and COVID-19, shorting games and things, but still. Wayne Wright, K.K. Kim, Flaherty, Gomber, Hudson, Oviedo, Woodford, Reyes, Ponce de Leon, and Martinez. Let's just for this part of the show, or for this for this part of the discussion, let's say Wainwright is is not there. Okay, you're gonna have KK Kim be back, you're gonna have Flaherty be back, and you're gonna have Michaelis back. To me, because of Dakota Hudson's injury, those are the only three that you can pretty much guarantee. KK Kim, Jack Flaherty, Miles Michaelis. Flaherty is gonna be your opening day starter. Again, assuming Wainwright is not back on the team for this part of the discussion. Other than that, you have, looking back at the minor leagues, you have close to 7-10 guys, anywhere from 7-10 to 10 guys competing for those last two spots, including guys like Daniel Ponce de Leon, Carlos Martinez, Austin Gomber, maybe even an Alex Reyes, maybe even a Matthew Liberator. Cardinals have a plethora of options at the starting rotation, and I think that's what makes them so dangerous. They have one guy, Jack Flaherty, as top-of-the-line ace star power, but everyone else is going to be effective and is going to get outs, and we saw it last year. The depth of the of the pitching for St. Louis is going to tremendously help their starting rotation because, like I said, you have you know anywhere from, from six to seven, maybe upwards, close to ten guys if, you, if you're stretching it, that can compete for a starting spot, and that would be starting on another on other teams. And two of those guys that I think would be starting on other teams are Daniel Ponce de Leon and Austin Gomber. I mean, at least when you're looking at just starting, just starting pitching, 
Gomber started in four games, and in those four games he had a FIP of 2.36 and an expected FIP of 3.59 and a war of 0.6, which is really, really good. And even and in his relief appearances, he wasn't, you know, as special per se. Um, you know, his FIP was, was upwards of closer to four, expected FIP above six. So I think Gomber is a guy that really pitches well out of the starting rotation. But then you have a guy like Ponce de Leon who struggled really the in, really for most of the season, if we're being completely honest. And then in the last, oh, I don't know, two or three starts, pitched incredibly well in 2020. I mean, he, I mean, he, he was sent down at one point because he just couldn't get out. I mean, his, his ending numbers aren't going to be that great. But when you're looking at his last two starts... Really, his last three starts. Take away in September, taking away his first bad start against Minnesota. He pitched against Milwaukee twice and Pittsburgh once, and in those three games, two point six five ERA, right? only gave up three home runs, struck out twenty four. Opponents batted one thirty six against him. Two hundred three opponent batting average, two eighty eight slugging, four ninety one opponent OPS. And in those starts, he went six five and six innings. And individually in those games, struck out 9-9-6. and six. So when you're looking at Daniel Ponce de Leon, you've got to wonder, which Daniel Ponce de Leon are you getting? Are you getting the guy that blew up against Cleveland and gave up four earned runs in two-thirds of an inning? Or are you getting the last three starts of Daniel Ponce de Leon? Because if you're getting the last three starts against, you know, a pretty good, a, a decent offense at best in Milwaukee, and a you know I understand a bad offense in Pittsburgh, but which uh, which which Ponce de Leon you get? Because we we saw in August that Daniel Ponce de Leon did not have it, because in those three starts he only pitched eight and two thirds of an innings. His ERA was upwards of eight. An opponent slugged five eight eight against him with an OPS of a thousand. So if you're going to get that Daniel Ponce de Leon, there's no way he should be starting. And we saw him give up a home run out of the bullpen in the playoffs against Tatis. Tatis or Machado, I forget which one. But you have so many guys here, so many guys that I want to have to cut this short and extend this conversation into tomorrow because we have guys I haven't even talked about in depth yet. What is Miles Michaelis going to bring? What is um, KK Kim going to bring? I mean, we, we, I mean, those are just two guys that I haven't talked about. But, I mean, you have Johan Oviedo that's probably going to want another chance at the starting job. Jake Woodford said, hey, I got to start and I pitched decently well. What's Alex Reyes going to look like? Reyes was lethal out of the bullpen in 2020. I think he should stay there. But what if he wants to start? But, again, it's the depth that's really going to help this team. So, I, I'm really excited for, for as much as I, I'm, I've been, you know, kind of negative on the Cardinals recently um, with, with, with the slow offseason moves and priorities on Molina, Winner are kind of out of whack, if you ask me. But I'm really excited about this pitching. I think the pitching is what's going to carry this team because that's what has carried the team for the last couple of years. So uh, tune back in tomorrow for, for my last little bit of this conversation. Uh, and I'll also give my prediction or yeah, maybe, maybe not my prediction, but who I would pick, who I would peg as the five starters. Um, again, so many different things could happen. So many. Injuries, Wainwright does, does not come back. Who do they sign? Who emerges from the minor leagues? 
So many things could happen. Uh, but tune back in tomorrow for the last show of the week, and I will give my prediction on the starting lineup. So that's all I got for today. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Stay safe, stay well out there, and have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll be right back.